0: Every year in the NFL, it's a new team. As far as goals go, we have one. Putting a f***ing ring on our finger. Welcome to the Buccaneers Observer Podcast. This is Ralph Phillips.
1: I'm Molly Bay.
0: Today is August 15th, 2022. 27 days to kick off. Oh my gosh. seven. 27, 27 days. Yes. September 11th, we are playing the Dallas Cowboys at Dallas on Sunday night football. Open the season. Oh,
1: those primetime games, they just make me nervous. I'm so gun shy. But we did this last year, right? Dallas. Yeah, yeah, same thing. Opener. Same yeah. thing. Went well. So I'm optimistic.
0: Actually, that Dallas game, I was a little nervous. I really thought we were going to beat them up a little bit better than we did. <laughs> it was actually pretty close. So,
1: Yeah, they're a decent team. Yeah, yeah.
0: They lost Amari Cooper now, so not as good.
1: No one would ever say that he's like one of their top offensive players. It would go Ezekiel and Dak. Mm -hmm. We the top two.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I don't know what to say about that. Man, we got a busy, busy podcast where we got a lot of information to cover. We're going to talk about the uh, preseason game, our thoughts on it. We got a bunch of news going on too with the Buccaneers. It's like all off season, there was like a flurry of stuff, and then nothing, and then a flurry of stuff, and then nothing. It seems like the past few weeks has been a complete sleeper. Now all of a sudden, it's like stuff everywhere. Mm -hmm. But before all that, got some fact checks and follow ups. Oh, okay. All right, follow up. Back in two thousand nineteen. The American Massage Therapy Association. <laughs> <laughs> they made the decision to hold its 2022 national convention in Cleveland, Ohio, okay. home of Deshaun Watson and his. What do you even call it? His propensity to get massages.
1: Show his stuff. Show his stuff. Off his stuff. To says.
0: Yeah, so they did this in 2019 okay. before the Deshaun Watson debacle. Way before
1: any of this was <laughs> so even. It's, it's not that
0: like they went. We're going to have a convention where Deshaun Watson is. So, Though they know.
1: weren't trying to make a point, is what you're saying,
0: right? Or trying to earn some extra cash. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, all right, fact check. It was the Buffalo Bills week 13 first quarter where Fournette popped off that 47-yard touchdown run that mm. I talked about. Yeah. Uh, that was when uh, Donovan Smith got out there in open space and clobbered one of their cornerbacks.
1: The Bills? Yep. I never would have guess that in a million years. Yep. Okay
0: uh fact check uh, bucks fan joel elrican pointed out that the mike edwards interception that i talked about where he just popped out of nowhere dude was uh in the end zone wide open because jamal dean had fallen down in coverage jamal jamal there i go already <laughs> we're three minutes into the podcast so i'm already mispronouncing names and forgetting people He's standing wide open. The Philadelphia receiver is standing wide open in the corner of the end zone. They throw it to him, and then out of nowhere, Mike Edwards comes flying in, intercepts the ball, toe taps it. We get the ball. Uh, That was in the wild card game versus the Eagles.
1: Oh, God, we just stomped them in that one.
0: Yeah, we did beat them up pretty bad. So, that covers the fact checks and follow-ups.
1: Nicely done. Pretty thank clean you Joel. podcast there. Yeah.
0: Yes, thank you, Joel, for that uh, fact check. All right, we had our preseason game one against the Miami Dolphins Saturday, and man, that was fun. It was fun, man. It felt like football was back. It was great watching the guys come, sling the ball around, make some tackles, crazy plays. Uh, Tom Brady did not play in this. Matter of fact, most of our starters did not play in this at all. Tom Brady is on a planned vacation or something. Extended Nobody's sending hyenas. Sure. <laughs> Todd Bowles just popped up one day and said, guess what? Tom Brady's not coming back until after the Titans game. So uh, we're going to have Blaine Gabbert out there. It's time for Kyle Trask to get plenty of snaps.
1: What, what do you think about that?
0: I don't know. I really don't. It's very strange.
1: I know. It is weird. I don't know what to think about it.
0: You're getting stuff from everybody. Uh, ben Volen, who covered Brady in his final seven seasons with the New England Patriots for the Boston Globe, said he was down at Tampa's practice and he saw Tom Brady and he said he looked miserable. Said he he thinks that he's second guessing his coming out of retirement. But Todd uh. Bowles said that this was a planned <laughs> absence and it was for personal reasons. But nobody, nobody has any idea. We'll find out eventually, maybe,
1: or maybe not. Or maybe Uh, it's probably because it's so hot down there.
0: I wouldn't want to be out there either. Like
1: I get miserable.
0: It does make you. It does make you go. "Mm, Maybe he's just not all in this year. (laughs) Which you know we've kind of thrown that out there before. And uh, you know my biggest concern is what are the other teammates going to think? You know, I mean, you're out there, you're busting your butt. It's hot. You're sweaty. You're miserable. You don't want to be out there. You ain't getting paid for that crap. And then Tom Brady gets to take off right in the middle of it. But he it is Tom Brady. He can do it, what he wants. Right?
1: I feel like there's an exception. It's the Tom Brady exception. <laughs> the Tom Brady. Like exception, nobody yeah. cares. <laughs> yeah, they're just happy he's on the team.
0: You know, and plus it would have been weird just him being on the sidelines during that Miami game with all the kerfuffle going on with Dolphins and him. You know them being fined and all that good stuff for uh, talking to Brady when they shouldn't have been.
1: Mm-hmm. What's it called? Tampering.
0: Tampering. Thank you. So, you know, that would have been weird. Maybe they just wanted to avoid that. Who knows? I don't know. I ain't worried about it. So we played the Miami Dolphins and they didn't start their starters either. We're talking about Waddle, Tua, Hall, those guys were there. Hill. Hill Hall. Okay. Seven minutes in. That's two names.
1: <laughs> well, I didn't know there might be a Hall on there. I don't know anything yeah. about the Dolphins roster.
0: <laughs> so, you know, we're looking at the Dolphins. And to, to start off with, they're not a good team. You know, they're just not. Uh, and did you see their coach?
1: Oh, my God. The intern?
0: <laughs> he did. What was it? Yeah. Ronde, who announced the game, he said he looks like she, he should be on the beach DJing or something. Oh my gosh. He, th- he does he did not, not look, look like, cool
1: enough to be a DJ. He
0: does not though. look like a football guy at all.
1: Another clipboard carrier. You think so? Yeah. I don't know anything about I mean, it. I mean, he looked like one, of the glasses, the clipboard. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Just, I just assumed.
0: He looks like he's going to get hit, you know, on the sidelines, somebody going out of bounds one day, and he's just going to break him. He's just going to. That'll be the last we ever see of that dude.
1: You know, I don't see how players can look at him and respect him as a football mind.
0: <laughs> we'll find out. You
1: know, I, I mean, I have a hard time, like, with Sean McVay and Lafleur.
0: Yeah.
1: But, like, Sean McVay, I feel like, has some cred because he's got a hot wife and Super Bowl yeah. also. Yeah, You know, so you get some credibility that way. LaFleur, I don't know. He's just but this guy is like not on the same level as those
0: two. I I need to look into his history and see where he's from, what he is, how much of a football guy he is. You know, I mean this this could be you know, we were talking about owners last podcast about how we're seeing this wave of non football ownership come in. Might be the same thing with coaches, you know. I mean, Lafleur. What is that all about? GQ model. I know. It's like we're we're wanting these, these. Uh, you got to fit a certain profile now, and it has nothing to do with football. Don't know. Don't know anything about the guy. He might be an awesome uh, football genius.
1: What if he's the Miami guy? What if he is like a coach's kid or something?
0: That could be. Don't know anything about him. I know. So we started off, and again, like I said, the Dolphins—they're not the greatest team in the world, and their second and third stringers are definitely not going to be that good. So you got to take everything we saw on the field with a grain of salt.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: It's not like we were going up against, uh, you know, the Kansas City Chiefs or the Rams out there, who have depth. You know, the Miami Dolphins don't even have depth in first string, so you know they're out there with their second, and third stringers. So, you know, can't get a lot out of it. So what you do is try to see how m- many mental mistakes we made, how we screwed up, you know, not necessarily anything they did. And, uh, you know, I would say we didn't do too bad. Had some real stinkers, but overall, I was I was impressed. We I, Some guys really popped for me.
1: I thought Tyler Johnson really oh, yeah. showed up. Oh yeah.
0: Yeah, number he was he was head and shoulders above everybody out there. He was shaking guys on on short routes. He, he was just getting open on 3-yard routes. <laughs> how, you, how you even do that?
1: Well, I think he had the benefit of a lot of reps during the regular season compared to everyone else around him.
0: Yes. Oh yeah. And, and you know, we had guys out there this uh, was out there Delaney, you know, later in the game uh Connor uh, uh, O'Connor, uh, who was the guy? Who's the other guy Nelson Nelson, Yeah, you know, so we have guys that have you know, got a lot of snaps in that were out mm-hmm. deep into the the game, and that helped us, but uh you know, we had our starting o line out there where none of our starters, you know, first stringers, mm-hmm. it was all second stringers, and it was very strange set up it wasn't what you would expect and it was definitely wasn't even what we saw on the depth chart that they put out uh the left tackle was Brandon Walton number 63 man uh left guard was number 60 Nick Leverett mm-hmm. uh center was Robert Haines we expected him uh right guard was Aaron Stinney and right tackle was 74 Tyler Johnson who is a monster i didn't Tyler he,
1: Johnson.
0: Yeah, we got him from we ha- Cincinnati.
1: Uh, we have a receiver named Tyler Johnson.
0: Pretty sure that's is it the same. Okay, let me let me let Wait, me recheck on this real quick.
1: Tyler Johnsons. I mean, it's kind of a common name. It wouldn't it surprise me.
0: Fred Johnson. Fred.
1: Oh yeah yeah yeah. Yeah, yes. yeah yeah. It's all coming back to me now. All
0: right, twelve minutes in, <laughs> three names I botched. <laughs> Yeah, Fred Johnson, we got him from the Bengals. The guy is huge. I mean, he dwarfs everybody out there. He reminds me of DeMar Dodson. But mm-hmm. you know, DeMar Dodson was kind of a lumbering guy. This guy's got, got some feet to him. Oh, he does? Yeah, he's six foot seven, 325 pounds. And I swear, that's, that's, I would say he was six foot nine. I mean, he towered over all the other offensive linemen. I did not realize he was that big. And uh, he's probably three fifty. He was a big boy. Yeah, he was a he's a big boy, <laughs> and he's he's light on his feet, you know, relatively. i watched him a lot. I was very interested to see what he did. He did great, man. I mean, he his run blocking is really good, uh, and you know, he did pretty good in pass pro. Had trouble with outside speed, but you know, you're that big, you're going to have a little bit of trouble with that. Mm-hmm. And uh, communication issues between him and Stenny. Uh, You know, there was a couple times they screwed up, but it was all communication issues. It wasn't. But, yeah, I mean, Johnson never got beat. He got beat with speed to the outside edge once. He still got his hand on the dude, kind of pushed him. Other than that, man, he was just dominating everybody. I was impressed with him. Uh, Robert Hainsey, interesting style he's got. You know, he, he likes to grab guys by the shoulder pads and then twist them to the ground. And Now, I don't don't know if this is a style he's got, because I've noticed they were doing it to him, too. So I don't know if it was just, everybody was just mad that somebody started it. So they just, it was like all game long they did that. Now, this group, they were out there until the third quarter, I believe. Wow. At least the first
1: half. There were times, I thought, where the protection was a little sus. And I couldn't tell if it was the line or if it was Trask. I felt like it was Trask. I mean, the, the line, um, in particular, there were the two turnovers, which I thought the first one was kind of BS. Trask. I thought Trask's arm was going forward. I thought it should have been an incomplete pass, but they called it a fumble.
0: Yeah. I looked at that, replayed it frame by frame. He got hit in the elbow, Mm -hmm. uh, when he was in the in the back position, and when he started moving forward, the ball was loose. So it was a good call on the field. It was it was really it, close. It, it I mean, you really gone had
1: to, either way. But should have gone in the Bucks' favor, right? But he got a
0: hit in the elbow, and it caused the ball to come loose. Mm-hmm. You know, before he get, got his motion going forward. I don't know. It's I was nice. with you, and they didn't do a good job in replaying. It's preseason, so
1: oh god, the camera so work bad was trash. That. Yeah. I know. <laughs>
0: Like the interception that they threw, that was a total luck. They got caught up between his legs, basically.
1: Uh-huh. And
0: uh, you know, they, we never did get a good shot replay on that one.
1: No, I couldn't tell. Yeah, yeah, that yeah, you, one was a freak thing.
0: You couldn't see if it had hit the ground or anything. So. Yeah, they it's didn't really care to find out either. Yeah. Yeah. So the, that was our starting O line, and they uh, switched out to our third string. O-line, with two minutes left in the third quarter. So we had right tackle was Hubbard, 68. Uh, Right guard was Curtis Blackwell, a rookie. Uh, Center was John Malcolm, 75. Left guard was 67, Luke Godke, rookie. And left tackle was 65, Dylan Cook, who was a rookie, too. So we had three rookies out there from the fourth quarter for the whole fourth quarter. Uh, Yeah, as far as the protection goes, it was really just a matter. I mean, our guys weren't getting beat so much as it was just communication issues, Mm -hmm. and they were doing their defense was doing a lot of twists and stunts, and it really confused our guys. So,
1: I thought Trask looked pretty good. Yeah,
0: yeah, I didn't have a problem with
1: him, Uh, especially the way people were talking uh, about him in training camp that he (laughs) he looked awful. He was throwing a lot of interceptions. I was pleasantly surprised. I did yeah. think a couple of times he got a little James Winston-y,
0: mm-hmm.
1: like, happy feet, you mm-hmm. know, um, not sitting in the pocket, trying to make too much happen.
0: Yeah, and I felt but, like he held the ball too long a few times.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Ended up getting sacked or hit.
1: Yeah, but otherwise, I was impressed with him. I thought he made some good throws, um, Look good.
0: Mm-hmm. And, and Gabbard looked good. Yeah. I thought, uh, thought he did a good job. And really, the, the, both of the quarterbacks did well, but the receivers were popping off. There was a couple of mm-hmm. receivers that I was just like, whoa, where'd these guys come from?
1: They're fighting for a job. Yeah. I mean, they have to have a perf- the performance of a lifetime this preseason to stay on this roster.
0: A couple of them did, I think. Yeah. You know, of course, Johnson – just he was by far the best player on the field. I thought I on both teams. He just, yeah, just stood out and did some great catches, great moves.
1: Which if we don't keep him, he's going to get picked up immediately.
0: Right. Well, that's, well, you know, that's what you know. So I said. Away. I mean, our second stringers are starters on any other mm-hmm. team. You know, especially our wide receivers. Uh, and, and we ended up having some good ones. Again, the, the guys i have never even heard of. Mm-hmm. So we'll talk about them in a minute. But uh, number twenty-nine, running back Rashad White, he did the first kickoff return. Uh, he
1: took Ryan Smith's number.
0: I sure did. I'm yep. just how dare the <laughs> horror, the
1: horror, <laughs> Buccaneers legend Ryan yeah. Smith,
0: or the uh, Logan Hall took JPP's number ninety. Mm. That, that one is a little, so. little tough. Yeah. Now, I'll say this. I watched Logan Hall. He was out there for the first uh, the first quarter and a half, and then he came back briefly in the fourth quarter and played. was not impressed with him at all. As a matter of fact, there was a couple plays I was like, ooh, that looks pretty bad. Uh, him and Grant Stewart got faked out on a run and play one time, totally faked out. Oh, God. And Logan Hall – was generally confused, he had no idea where the ball was. He was standing there, like spinning in circles <laughs> in the backfield. No seriously, he was lost. He had no idea where the ball went.
1: It happens to these young guys. I mean the yeah. speed of the game is just so so much different, yes than in college
0: yeah but i didn't. I didn't see anything from Logan hall that that really stood out, and there was a couple of plays I was like, ooh that, that didn't look pretty that did not look good at all for him. He was taken down quite a few times,
1: mm. Uh, Welcome to the NFL rookie.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Hopefully that's what it is. Just a quick smack in the mouth and then he'll, he'll bring bring it next week. Uh, 25, Giovanni Bernard was a starting running back. Uh, he had a couple plays out there. Uh, Blaine Gabbard, of course, number 11 was a starting quarterback. Uh, number 18, Johnson and number 10, Miller were the starting wide receivers. I couldn't see who was on the other side. Uh I want to say it was Grayson. It was either Grayson or Perriman. I couldn't tell.
1: I don't think Perriman dressed.
0: I don't think so either. I think it was
1: Grayson.
0: I did too. So, yeah, it was in the first quarter at 11 16 when number 90, Logan Hall, and number 48, Grant Stewart got tricked on the run and play. And like I said, Logan Hall, if you get a chance to go back and look at it, he totally lost. Literally. Spinning around in circles trying to figure out where the ball was at. Uh, 80, uh, 49, Cam Gill, my boy. Mm. He was impressive out there. Uh, 841 in the first quarter. He got a sack. Uh, he did He did good out there.
1: I thought the defense really showed up. I liked, uh, I mean, it was like into the third and fourth quarter where they were just getting pressure. And, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. I thought they showed up.
0: Yes. Uh, Taiwe. Patawi or whatever his name is. Benning Patawa. Benning Topo. Okay. 20 minutes in. That's four <laughs> names I've mauled. Yeah, he he did good. Uh
1: that's uh Vita's cousin. Vita's
0: cousin, mm. yes. He was out there causing some oh. some trouble. Okay. And of course, uh Nelson. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, he did great. I and mean, he was just he was d- definitely. Would probably be a starter on another team, Mm -hmm. but uh, he was he was just beating the hell out of that Dolphins offensive line. (laughs) And uh, O'Connor did good when he came in. Yeah, Uh, but like I said, Tyler Johnson was the best player on the field, I think, number eighteen. And uh, I would I'd say Nelson would have been the second best behind him.
1: I can see
0: that. Offensive line number sixty four Stinney. We pulled him a lot. I mean, like every other play, he was pulling and, you know, doing weird blocks downfield mm-hmm. or, or whatever, you know, going down behind the line and hitting the uh, defensive ends, stuff like so that. So, I wonder
1: if that's foreboding for the season. I don't know. Kind of one of the schemes they're going to be running. Like, why Might would be. they have him doing that and not everybody else?
0: Right. Maybe they were just trying to see if, you know, he he was like, hey, i I like to pull. And they were like, oh, well, try it out and see what you got. Maybe. Our tight ends. I like these guys. Oh, you do? Yeah, all of them. 88 K to Oaten, 41 Coquif to 82 J.J. Howland. Those guys were out there blocking and catching balls and just uh, that 41 Co-Keefe, he's <laughs> He he likes to hit people.
1: He's the redheaded one, right?
0: I guess. I couldn't tell through the helmet.
1: Uh, yeah, I think he's built yeah, like an right. offensive lineman.
0: Yeah, like he doesn't he's... look as big. Uh, oh. Kate Oaten and J.J. Howland definitely looked bigger than he did, but oh, really? it's kind of hard to tell because he's just flailing around out there.
1: <laughs> Kate Oten had that one like terrible block where he – didn't he block somebody into Tyler Johnson?
0: That was uh, Coquif that did that. Oh, it was. Yeah. Uh, he actually – him and he uh, the Stinney pulled, and the, the I want to say it was the center got kind of pushed to the left. And Cokeeft was kind of supposed to help the center or should have anyhow, and he didn't. And he ended up getting behind look at this mess ended up getting behind the uh center and tripped up and ran into the running back. <laughs> it was a mess. But that was a. Uh, uh, that's just a an experience thing, and you know, there's a lot of movement on that line. But that coquief, he's very, uh, I don't know, tenacious, is the word. You know, I mean, they weren't laying guys out or anything. None of them were, but they were trying. That's what you want to see. You know, these guys out here blocking And who was it? JJ Howland had a great catch over the middle. Oh, we did. Yeah.
1: In that. um, no, I don't think so. I was going to say, isn't that the guy Bug? His nickname Bug?
0: Mm, I do Might not know. Might have been a
1: different one. Yeah. Howard. I want to say. Anyway. Howard.
0: Number 83 rookie Devin Tompkins returned punt starting at the beginning of the second quarter, and he did it for the rest of the game. He had punts and kickoffs. Uh, no, wait, no. Uh, K- Kalen G- Giger. Number 80 started yeah. in the third quarter. I like him.
1: I did too. That guy. He made a good play on offense.
0: Yeah, he made a good couple. Is cu- he a receiver
1: couple. or yeah. a running back? He's a receiver. Yeah,
0: number 80. Dang. It's a wide receiver. Geiger. Geiger. Or Geiger. They were saying Geiger. I would have said Geiger.
1: Is the I first or second? Second. It's Geiger. Well, According said, to the German pronunciation.
0: Geiger. Okay. Uh yeah, I liked him. He was a uh, he was a he was a little little sporty dude, man.
1: Mm-hmm. He's so, is he the tiny one? He was no. like five nine.
0: No, that's the guy I want to talk about. <laughs> that guy was fun. Number nine.
1: Yeah. Which isn't Joe Tryon number nine?
0: Yeah, it sure is, isn't he?
1: Yeah. Okay. That's they do, do that sometimes yeah. during preseason, they have to.
0: Yeah, he uh Jareth Stearns, five foot nine. He had some great catches. I like him, man. That one catch, he got a touchdown. Mm-hmm. He just and he was covered. He was covered, and he showed no panic whatsoever. Just let it drop right in the breadbasket. Like he, he's been doing this his whole mm-hmm. life.
1: And for his size, like it didn't seem to mm-hmm. hinder him. You know, you got a big guy covering you.
0: No yeah, and I saw, and he was out there blocking too. What? Yeah, little dude, just getting up in the mix of things. <laughs> We got some little feisty pe- feisty yeah. people on our team. I like it.
1: Oh, I like that. Yeah. I hope he makes it. What is he? Is he a running back or a receiver?
0: He's a receiver. Oh, dang it. Yeah, he's way down on the I list.
1: Yeah, we get so many.
0: We're going to have our whole practice squad is going to be nothing but all these <laughs> receivers that are mm-hmm. popping off.
1: Well, you know, what's going to give any of these guys the advantage to make the active roster is being able to return.
0: Yeah, yeah. You all know. right. Yeah, in that uh, 80 Tompkins, he was,
1: mm-hmm.
0: he was, a, he was returning. Didn't they have uh, Rashad Kaelin White Giger, out there too? Geiger, I mean, Geiger, okay. Uh Yeah, he, he, he returned the first one.
1: Okay. And they were like, you're done. <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah, he ran for a little bit. I think he had four or five carries.
1: Yeah, he did okay, I thought. Had some, he was a little feisty too. Mm-hmm kind of. Oh.
0: But I was impressed with the tight ends, you know. It's it's interesting going from the the Cambrates and the O.J. Howards that are kind of just you know, O.J. Howard never acted like he wanted to block, you know. He would just kind of half ass it. Uh, Cameron Cambrate, you know, he he gets out there, he he does his best. With these guys <laughs> These guys look like they know that's their job, so they're trying to outdo each other. Yeah, I liked it. I like that. Uh, You know, they got to work on their balance and you know their uh, their leverage and stuff. Mm -hmm. But you know, they're out there trying, so that's that's a plus. Uh, uh, Left guard Everett or Leverett at ten oh seven in the first quarter, he got beat and grabbed his guy from behind and pulled him straight down. (laughs) It should have been a penalty. Did
1: they they didn't call it?
0: No, they did not. And uh-huh, it was a big right. catch and run by Vaughn. I think it was like a a twenty-five yarder and it should have been <laughs> called back,
1: right?
0: Dang it. Yeah. Uh it's impossible to judge the secondary in these preseason games because they don't, you know, we don't get access to the all twenty-two. So I don't really have a whole bunch to say about those guys, but I will say this. Uh, number 37 rookie cornerback Kyler McMichael and 33 uh free safety Troy Wanderman. They were screaming at each other after uh yeah. Big Dolphins had a catch. Dolphins had a big catch. The guy was wide open. Ooh. Number three, whoever he is for the Dolphins. Yeah, this was uh 1455 in the third quarter. And man those two guys I thought they were going to get in a fight. I mean they were pointing at each other and yelling. I don't know whose fault it was, but somebody screwed up there big time. We had a, we had a couple big screw ups on in the secondary. But you can't you don't know who it is because you don't have all 22.
1: And they're going to blame each other apparently. Oh
0: yeah, they were immediately. I mean before the tackle was finished, they were in each other's face and pointing. Uh, you know, and it sucks. You can't tell at all. You can't blame. There's no way you can tell whose fault any of that mess is because you can't see the, the secondary due to the camera angles. Uh third quarter to start the third quarter, second half, Jake Camarda, number five, our new mm-hmm. kicker. He kicked it out of bounds for a penalty. Which That's is ex-
1: what cost pinion has. Ex-
0: exactly.
1: What are we doing?
0: Don't know. Apparently, we out of the frying pan into the fire there. Uh, and we assume that's why Pinion lost his job for the two bad kicks during the Rams playoff game that went out of bounds. And so this guy, his first kick, boom, out of bounds. Man. And then, of course, 19, Borealis. 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 There we go. 30 minutes in of screwed up five or six. I don't know if that's even right. It might not be. Now, he made a 53-yard field goal near the end of the third quarter, but then he ended up missing the game winner. I think it was like a 43-yarder.
1: And he had made it. They iced the kicker. So he made the first one, and I even mocked. I was Yeah, he made the first one, and I was, I was even mocking the coach. I was like, oh, clipboard carrier is going to ice the kicker. <laughs> He's so creative. And, and, cor- uh, and it worked. Dang it. Yeah.
0: Well, what was that kick? It was the weirdest kick. And of I course, they didn't replay yeah, it. Yeah. It, it was a very weird kick. It was low and it curved a hell of a lot and ended up hitting the right upright. You know, I mean, it was going left. It was a very strange kick. It looked like a curveball. So
1: I think Suck Up is. Um, yeah.
0: You know, he's he's in a battle with suck-up right now, and that's not a very good look.
1: Well, and I think Boragales has, I don't know if he's had the edge in camp, but he's done well in camp. I don't know what suck-up's done, because Buck's Twitter is not really talking about him, but um, Borogales has had a really solid camp. Mm-hmm. But that's what I've heard. It yeah. does not translate always onto yeah. the field. And that a high pressure, it's a high pressure situation, you know, mm-hmm. 49 yard kick to win the game. It's what kickers love. Yes. He couldn't handle it.
0: Couldn't handle it. Or something happened. We don't know, but we didn't get a good replay on it. So you yeah. couldn't tell if it got blocked or, you know, if a holder screwed up. We don't know. Have no idea. Uh, let me see. They're 51, J.J. Russell. he's a rookie. He did not do good. He was inside linebacker, not impressed with him at all. He had a lot I'm of screw-ups.
1: Kevin Minter back. <laughs> Where is he?
0: But yeah, he looked kind of confused out there, gave up a lot of gap responsibility, uh, caught out of position a lot. He needs to he needs to step up his game. Mm-hmm. looked kind of confused, didn't know what was going on out there. Uh, but then that, that number nine, wide receiver Stearns again, he caught a great – it was fourth and 12. We were down – it was one minute, 10 seconds mm-hmm. left in the fourth quarter. It was fourth and 12. Uh, the score was 24-26 Dolphins, and he caught that pass and got us in field goal range. It was like, yes, I like that guy, man. He's a mm-hmm. little – a little shifty dude. He's fun. Yeah. And it, it, I really liked it when I saw him up in the mix blocking up in the line. I was like, Yeah. I, I like blocking. You, yeah. you could tell a lot by the guys that will get in there and throw their bodies around. So that was the game. What did you take away from it? What do you think?
1: It's so funny that you were talking about the tight ends because all I could see were the wide receivers. Like that was, to me, that's really what defined the game. Particularly yeah. Tyler Johnson. Yeah, yeah. It just, he showed up. He looked great. I thought he was the best player on either side. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, uh, the Bucs or the Dolphins, so. Yeah. Well yeah, he done, looked, Mr. Johnson.
0: Yeah, he looked really smooth out there, made some great catches. But his routes were just, uh, he shook some guys, which we don't do a lot. You know, mm-hmm. our, our receivers don't do a lot of uh, juking They're out. They're more physical. Mm-hmm.
1: They hit you.
0: Yeah, we hit our routes and then. Get you when the ball comes, but uh, yeah, Johnson was shaking guys, and just it just looked real smooth out there. So hats off to him. If he if he doesn't stay with the team, he'll get signed somewhere. Probably the Dolphins. <laughs> 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 so like man, that guy burned us. Yeah, but yeah, I thought we looked good. You know, especially considering we didn't have any starters out there <laughs> mm-hmm. at all. I don't think at any position, and. Uh, you know, we we played pretty good football. We we had some breakdowns on the offensive line, but like I said, it was mainly communication or uh, you know those guys not working together well. Had some problems in the secondary and uh, the linebacker position, inside linebacker. Other than that, I think we did well. But again, I think the the secondary issues was communication as well. So you know, it's just rookies and, or you know second third string guys that don't get a lot of snaps out there. Not knowing what's going on. Mm -hmm. still learning.
1: And it's really a high pressure for them. Because for a lot of them, it's their only shot.
0: Yep. This is the last time they'll play football, probably. Yeah.
1: And our starters, they've been in this system for three years. Mm -hmm. They've been playing together that long, some of them longer. So they really have the advantage in camp. And plus, they're getting all the snaps and Mm -hmm. the... And so these third, fourth string guys, they gotta come in. They gotta learn everything very quickly. They gotta show up enough. They gotta hope that they get enough snaps. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's it's a huge, huge pressure situation for these guys.
0: Yes. As far as mental mistakes go, we didn't have that many. We had the uh, the bad kick out of bounds, uh, a few holding penalties. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, a couple of mistakes, like I said, communication on the line and uh, in the secondary. But it, it wasn't disastrous. Mm-hmm. you yeah, know that's a, that's a good thing.
1: And really, I mean, the score, they beat us by two. We were up.
0: Oh, yeah. We were clobbering 14-6.
1: It was those two turnovers, which were kind of freak mm-hmm. things. Yeah. That helped them get up. So, and then you know we didn't have that turnover go in our favor. So, that's I thought, right. We
0: had the interception that it looked like he toe tapped in, mm-hmm. but again they didn't have good replay angle
1: mm-hmm. on it. So. They played it like one time at first. I was like, "There's no way he that was even close." Because Todd Bowles challenged it. And you're like, "Why are you challenging that?" Mm-hmm. But then it did look like he nearly did get the toes in, which was really impressive. Mm-hmm. Um, but when they reviewed it, they said no, he didn't. So, right. So good we effort.
0: Yes, we did, but we didn't get a chance to not mm-hmm. be outraged by it because the angles were. <laughs> they 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 just showed like one angle re, replay after every play. Yeah. And it was always from a long distance shot, you know. And so you're like, mm-hmm. I can't tell anything. So, you know, I think we looked good. I, I was happy with it. And it was good. Man, it was good to watch football again.
1: Mm-hmm. <laughs> I know. So we've got all the other games have already happened. So mm-hmm. uh, we watched a little bit of Atlanta and Detroit. Um, we, and then we've got the Panthers and the Saints. Um, so I don't know who they played. We yeah, we'll know. have to watch them this yeah, week. And
0: then we, we got to watch them. some... Who are we playing? Tennessee Tennessee, yeah. Okay.
1: So, all right, you want to um, – I have some, like, injury news after.
0: Yes, that's right. We got a big injury, actually, right?
1: I know. Uh, Cam Gill was spotted at camp on a scooter with his right foot in a boot. No. So, yes, I know. He had left the game Saturday with an injury, which this happened to him last season. Really same thing, yeah. Injured all through camp and you know, he shows a lot of promise, but then can't get on the field. Hmm. I mean, he did play last season. So maybe it's not accurate to say that. But
0: Yeah, he got a few snaps in.
1: Yeah. So and then uh Giovanni Bernard is not practicing it's Monday. Um, but he doesn't have because the ankles aren't wrapped or anything. He had left the game with an injury. So, which again, he seems a he's little amazing. fragile. Yeah. I know. Same thing. And then Kenyon Barner, another running back. We put him on IR, which I don't know what the injury is. And then Patrick Laird got signed. You said he was with the Dolphins? Yeah,
0: he's from the Dolphins. What is he? Running back. Okay. So, uh, your Barners out for the season apparently?
1: Well, I don't know. I think you have the
0: new IR rules, they can
1: come back, but I know. Well, and we haven't even hit the deadline to like designate the IR people. And sometimes, you know, they'll designate them to come back, so I mean, it could just be a short stay. We don't know. Um you got any more injury news before I move on? No. Okay. The NFL had their top 100. They aired the top 50 of the top 100. So we had four Buccaneers in there, which was surprising. We had 86 um, at 86 with Shaq Barrett at, which I will note, Von Miller. Was that 93? So Shaq Barrett beat <laughs> yeah, his. Shaq Barrett was like 85 him. last year or something. So Okay.
0: That's about where they're putting him.
1: Um, Antoine Winfield Jr. cracked the list at 25. I mean, 75, not 25. So um, congratulations to him. Devin White was 64. And Mike Evans is 53.
0: Mike Evans is 53? Yes. What a robbery. Our team is just so underrated, man. I mean, Mike Evans is incredible. He just doesn't get the props, you know, because he's not flashy.
1: Yeah,
0: that's the thing. But but when you go back and you watch, man, he he he, he catches. I mean the 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 long balls between him and Brady last year were just beautiful. There is so many of them.
1: Well. And look what he's done with his career. I mean right. Right, nobody's I mean, had eight nobody's ever done that before. seasons. I yeah. mean, he beat out Randy Moss, mm-hmm. Jerry Rice, mm-hmm. Calvin Johnson. I mean, all these people.
0: Yeah. He never gets the nod for even in the top five. Some people some people might put him in top ten. You know, yeah. but I'm like, man, he he's top three if you ask me.
1: Criminal. Okay, that's all that I've got, Ralph.
0: Mike Williams, we had talked about this during the off-season. He was uh, charged with the misdemeanor battery. Remember that? Yes. And there was a warrant out for his arrest. Well, he did turn himself in. So he was arrested uh, July 22nd, Manatee County, and then uh, had to... to charge he had to come back to court i can't remember what it was that it happened the but yeah you know.
1: arraignment
0: so his arraignment is set for august 15th that's today
1: mm-hmm. yeah so we'll update with the results of that in yes the
0: next podcast. but you hate to see it but even worse this is even worse a keep to leave his brother uh yakib yakub Y a q u b. I knew I was going to butcher that name. Allegedly, shot a football coach uh, named Mike Hickman at the end of an under nine youth football game Saturday. I watched the video. It's it's horrendous.
1: It's on video.
0: Well, you don't. It, it's a. It's just a group of people fighting, but you hear the gunshots, and I mean, he like unloaded the whole clip, and. The coach's son was there, and witnessed it. Little kid
1: Oh.
0: saw his dad get shot down on a football field and die.
1: And for what?
0: Right, over an argument, a football game. Oh my god! And you know, it was, it was a, yeah, it was a mess. But anyhow, Akib Tlaib was there. So, him and his brother were there. His brother pulled out a gun and shot the opposing coach. Now, if you're not aware, Akib Tlaib used to be a Buccaneers cornerback. We drafted him. He was with us for quite a while. Uh, he was purged when the Shiana regime came in and did all the purging of the drug addicts and strip, <laughs> strip club fanatics. And Akib Tlaib ended up going to the Patriots. I ended up winning a Super Bowl with them. We also won a Super Bowl with the Denver Broncos later on. The uh, Akeem Tlaib has had some legal troubles himself, quite a few, had some suspensions while he was with us, DUI, he ended up punching a guy in the face, a taxi driver, remember that? Mm -hmm. That was in uh, 2010, like right after he was...
1: The Raheem Morris era. yeah,
0: Yeah, the Raheem Morris era. Uh in 2016 in the offseason, you probably remember this, he shot himself in the leg. <laughs> uh, yes. And he he originally claimed he was at a park and some guys shot him. But then later come to find out he was at a strip club and shot himself. <laughs> oh my God. Uh but there was a shooting at the strip club. Was, uh, nobody's exactly sure anything that happened, but we do know that he did lie to the police officers. And he did shoot himself, and he was extremely intoxicated, but there was never any charges, and the NFL never disciplined him for that. And just, it makes you wonder, you know, what is what is it with these guys? I mean, come on. Here it is, you've got you got the best of the world, and you go and you do stuff like this. You know, Mike Williams, the the uh, Winslow Juniors, the Aaron Hernandez's, the Ray Caruso, the Michael Vicks, the... You know, man, you're just come on. I mean, you just your brother. You're with your brother. He's carrying a gun at a kids' football game, and he shoots the opposing coach over a disagreement. Mm. <sighs> it's just horrible. I mean, you just want to just want to cry, man. Don't know, you know. And then Marshawn Lynch, he got arrested. Do you watch the video on that? No. Yeah, cops pull up. He had totally. He had this car, like a sports car. He had run the tire completely down. And, oh, I mean, the, the it was on the brake paths.
1: Oh, my God. And he was up
0: on the curb. And he'd obviously been driving like this for quite a while. And, you know, the witnesses had said he was driving on the curbs. And he was so drunk or drugged up, I don't know what it was, that, I mean, he was just talking nonsense. And he was, like, in the car with his pants down to his mid-thigh and you know the cops were like talking to him and he was just he was just out of it and then he wouldn't get out of the car so they had to yank him out and throw him to the ground and handcuff him mm. guys guys enough like it's what ridiculous. are we
1: doing you have the world at your feet Yes, i mean you could do anything
0: right i mean to leave. Is a commentator for Fox Sports.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Marshawn Lynch had just signed a thing with Amazon.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: You know, you're like, guys, you know, but they've been doing this their whole career. It's not, I think the problem might be is that they're not getting, you know, like when you shoot yourself in the leg, <laughs> there should be some consequences besides going to the hospital, I guess, you know. I don't know. It's just sad stuff. Anyhow, Nacho. Uh, Our boy Nacho, 56, Mm -hmm. the Buccaneers had set up a camera and they had asked players as they were coming off the field, who has the most energy? And to a man, they all said Nacho. You know, they were just like Nacho. And he's up there as far as crap talkers, too. So I have been going on a campaign on the Buccaneers YouTube channel to try and get them to mic him up. You know, this has been years now. We've been hearing about him being, you know, a great – he's got all this energy and he's always on the field talking crap and running his mouth. I want to hear it. And you know, we get glimpses of it now and then. hmm But mic him up. I want to hear it.
1: You would have thought when he was starting last season, when Vita was out, would have been a perfect opportunity. Yes,
0: right. I know. Maybe he's just not – Family-friendly enough (laughs) for them to do it?
1: That's kind of what I'm thinking. It must be he swears too much. Yes. They'd have to bleep out everything.
0: Speaking of injuries, Jason Light was talking about Ryan Jensen, and they said do not plan on putting him on an injured reserve until the regular season begins because under the NFL rules, that timetable would allow Jensen to return late in the year if he were healthy enough, which is exactly what you said. Mm Mm-hmm. So, you know that stuff better than most. injured was, reserve, it was
1: just guess. I was just pulling it out.
0: The good thing about it is that they still haven't got information about it, the timetable with him because of the swelling. But to me, it sounds like it's nowhere near as bad as everybody thought it was. I was on the impression he was gone for the season. Yeah. Now they're talking about at least him coming back mid-season.
1: Well, and he's at camp with just a mm-hmm. brace. I right. mean, there's no crutches. He is using a golf cart, I think. Um, But you know, he's not. He he doesn't seem like it's as serious.
0: Yes. So that that was good news to hear. Uh, Anthony he used to be a tight end for the Buccaneers. He played for us for two thousand five to two thousand seven. He's going to be the head coach of the XFL. Uh, St. Louis Battlehawks oh. for the 2023 season. I like Anthony Beck. I listen to him. He's got podcasts and YouTube channels and stuff. Is
1: he is he going to keep that up?
0: Don't Probably know. Not. Probably not.
1: Well, good for him. Congratulations.
0: Yeah. You know, the XFL, it's a, they're working in partnership with the NFL, from what I understand. You know, it's part owned by Dwayne The Rock Johnson, or as our daughter likes to say, <laughs> Dwayne The Walk. <Duak. laughs> <laughs> Uh, but it's also partly owned by Dani Garcia, the chairwoman, and Redbird Capital Partners. But somehow the NFL is working with them. It's not like a competing league, I don't think. Uh the vice
1: Well, the NFL is certainly gonna make sure it stays that way. Yeah, right. Yeah. That's why they're involved.
0: Yes. Uh the vice president and officiating and rules innovation manager is dean blandino remember him
1: i know the name why do i know the yeah,
0: name
1: Yeah, he was a in, uh the was he a ref
0: well he was the uh head of the uh, nfl officiating department for 20 years but then he went to i want to say it was fox i think he was one of the first that started doing the in-house booth officiating reports
1: okay
0: if you saw him you'd recognize I him.
1: i know i will i it's driving me crazy that i can't place him right now
0: yeah so, next year we're going to have XFL, and I think they're going to do a Spring League? Not real sure. I think last year, they they ended up getting hit with the COVID stuff. You know, they, they mm-hmm. started their league in 2019, I think it was, and then 2020 they were ready to go, and then, bam. They couldn't do anything.
1: Yeah.
0: It looked like that was going to be it for them, but they're going to be up and running again in 2023.
1: Well, well good for them.
0: With Anthony Beck as a Head coach of the St. Louis Battlebirds, Blue Hawks. What are they? Oh, my goodness. Battlehawks. But when I say Battlebirds and the Blue
1: Hawks, (laughs) (laughs) the
0: Battlehawks.
1: Close enough. Yeah. Uh,
0: Beck also coached high school football, I think it was.
1: Hmm.
0: Yeah, he he stayed pretty involved in the football world.
1: Good for him.
0: Yeah. Well, that's about it. We've got the next preseason game is the Tennessee Titans. It's going to be Saturday at 7 p.m. Pretty sure it's at 7. Seven or 7.30? Well, this one is, was at 7.30, so I think the next one was at 7.
1: Okay. Um, we have to get down to yes. 85 players tomorrow on the 16th. Oh, man. I know. So we got five five guys. That'll be getting cut sometime between today and tomorrow.
0: Interesting. I wonder who it'll be. I don't know. I wonder if it would be any of the guys that did not play well last night or Saturday night. My vote in that case would be number 51, J.J. Russell. Yeah. If, I had to, if I had to cut somebody off the island, that's who it would be. Mm. <laughs> I had to vote them off.
1: Yeah. yeah. We shall see. I don't have any, any preferences.
0: Hmm. Man, you know, we had so much to cover. We were like, man, we're going to have to zip through this. <laughs> and, you know, this is probably going to go 15, 20 minutes over. I'm finished with everything. We still got like seven minutes. Yeah,
1: we're fine.
0: We're fine. I'm starving too. So. Okay. So oh, let's do a snack. Snacks.
1: <laughs> let's
0: do it. All right, anything else?
1: No, I think that will do it.
0: Titans are going to be Saturday night, 7 o'clock. And WFLA-TV, be there, be square. (laughs) And this is going to be at Tennessee. We are probably going to see pretty much the same guys. Gabbert will come out, play maybe the first quarter, and then it's going to be Kyle Trask. We might even see... Our third, fourth stringer. Ryan Griffin. Ryan Griffin, who's been our backup quarterback for Which, eight years.
1: Did we see him at all? No. I didn't think so. Mm-mm.
0: We we should we should see a little bit of him. Yeah. Sometime in the next two games. But I'm anxious to see, I want to see number nine again. Mm-hmm. Uh, number 80. Is it 80? The gear. Mm-hmm. Uh, Fred Johnson, I like watching him. 74, right tackle. Big guy. Just just reminds me of Demar Dotson so much. And uh, that's about it. And and the tight end some more. I I know.
1: I'm going to be watching the tight ends, I think. Yeah. We are going to have joint practices with Tennessee this week, too. Really? Yes, so which I was bummed that Tom Brady's not going to be there because, you know, him and Vrabel, Vrabel. Are old buds.
0: Yeah, they always so. talk crap to each mm-hmm. other. You know, Vrabel's going to be texting him, yeah, calling him out. He, he I know you're scared will. to play my team.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he probably will be talking crap the whole time.
0: Yeah, I that, that was great on the football line or uh, the man in the arena. Mm-hmm. I had no idea him and Vrabel were – that close and vrabel just constantly talks crap to him apparently vrabel does that to everybody but yeah he double downs doubles down with brady and now that he's a coach you can really talk mess to him
1: i think brady enjoys it oh yeah brady loves that stuff <laughs> all right ralph let's go all get right. you a snack
0: let's do it all right guys till next time
1: go bucks